Hi, this is Pastor David Cooper. Thank you for joining my podcast. I pray that the Word of God will be a blessing to you. I also want to ask you to share the podcast with others. Together, we can make an impact in people's lives as we introduce them to the Word of God. Thank you for your partnership and ministry of the Mount Perrin family and our outreach. I pray that the Word of God will be a blessing to you today. Today, let's talk about Jesus' beatitude. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. The meek aren't weak. What does it mean to be meek? And what did Jesus mean when he said blessed and happy, fulfilled, satisfied, are the meek, for they will inherit the earth? What is meekness and what does it mean to inherit the earth? Is Jesus wrong in his assertion? Is it possible to get ahead in life and to succeed by being meek? The world teaches us we have to be strong and domineering. Look out for number one. And yet Jesus reverses that ethic and he says, blessed are the meek. Meekness is not weakness. Meekness does not mean a passive resignation in the face of adversities or challenges. It does not mean to take the path of least resistance or to settle for second best in life. In fact, in the scripture, we are always challenged to give our best effort Ecclesiastes 9 and 10 says, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Colossians 3, 23 says, whatever you do, do it with all of your heart is working for the Lord, not for men. Let's consider the principle of meekness. What does this word mean and how does it apply to our lives? Let's start with the definition. Let's go back to the Old Testament because this promise is rooted in the Old Testament. The Old Testament Hebrew word for meekness is used frequently in the Psalms to describe the person who loves and obeys God and who accepts the providence of God without growing resentful about anything that happens to us. I think that's why Paul the Apostle writes that very famous passage in Romans 8, verse 28. In all things, God works for the good of those who love him. You see, a person of meekness and humility can accept the difficulties of life and recognize that God is still with them in those difficulties as opposed to getting upset and bitter or angry. And that is the Hebrew word is that sense of submission to God's will for us and even trusting that God is watching over us and providing for us even when we go through the difficulties of this life without having to blame God for every problem we face. So the meek person is always confident that God will work out everything for their ultimate good. Meekness means trusting God wholeheartedly. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. That sense of absolute trust is the essence of meekness. Now, when we come to the New Testament, it was written in the Greek language. And the Greek word has several meanings and applications. First of all, Greek language describes meekness as an animal that has been disciplined and brought under control. So now you have an animal with its strong will, submissive. So you have power under control. That's meekness. Aristotle, the philosopher, used the word meekness in reference to the balance between extreme emotions, like being extremely angry or extremely passive and unconcerned. 
So he used the word to describe meekness as that point of emotional balance in life between extremes. The word meekness in Greek also means to act gently instead of being overbearing. So meekness is great power and authority under great control. And meekness is often associated with strength in classical Greek literature. So even when a person is in a position of power and authority, and they can be overbearing, they can be dominant because they have the position at work or in the church or in politics or in the community, yet they don't overstep the boundaries of that power and authority of their position. They restrain their passions in the moment. And when they do cross the line, or we cross the line, they're able to apologize and say, I'm sorry, I was just passionate about that. So keep that in mind as Jesus talks to us about meekness, the power we have, the authority we have, when God puts us in a position, when we're parents and we have authority over our children, when we're in a leadership position and we've been entrusted with power and authority, we have the ability to make decisions, we have the ability to influence other people's lives, that power, that position comes with a great responsibility. And it is the character quality of meekness cultivated in our lives by the power of the Holy Spirit, by our spiritual growth and desire to be like Jesus that keeps that power under control. Meekness is great power under great control. There are a couple of great examples of meekness in the Bible. Moses in the Old Testament. In Numbers 12, verse 3, we read that Moses was the meekest man in all the earth. You could also translate it, Moses was the most humble man in all the earth. Now think about that. Moses, who defied Pharaoh, Moses, who parted the Red Sea, Moses, who brought manna from heaven. God was doing these things, but Moses was in the position of leadership. He was the one that people were looking to. Brought them out of Egypt, gave them confidence. When they complained in the desert, Moses would pray for them. God would provide. Moses was the leader. One of the most powerful men. He was a very humble man. He didn't want the job. If you remember the story of the burning bush when God called him, he didn't feel qualified. And yet God entrusted him with a great position of authority. There's hardly anybody in the world today who doesn't know who Moses is, even in the great religions of all, all around the world. People know the story of Moses, the lawgiver, the deliverer. Rarely has there any person in history lived with the influence that Moses had and still has to this day. And yet, he was the meekest man in all the earth. Great power under great control. And then Jesus, the ultimate example of meekness, the Son of God, who has all power in heaven and on earth. And yet, when he described himself in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30, he said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly. I'm humble and gentle. and You'll find rest for your souls. The Lord of humanity, the Son of God, the one who could heal disease with a command, the one who could drive out demonic powers with a word, the one who broke bread and fish and by the miracle of God multiplied it, the one who walked upon waters and commanded the winds and the waves to obey his voice, 
the one who overcame death and rose again on the third day, the Lord of all. And yet, he says, come to me, I'm meek and lowly of heart. Both Moses and Jesus are great examples to us of what it means to be truly meek and humble, to have great power, and yet to keep it under great control. But meekness is also a quality of our relationship to God. It's Godward as well as outward to others. So it means complete trust and submission to his will for our lives. Meekness toward others means being gentle and humble and showing restraint with them. And Jesus gives a great promise to those of us who follow him in the path of learning to be meek. And I would say that it's easier for some people than for others, but it's a quality that the Lord desires to cultivate within us. It is one of the Beatitudes. It is one of the secrets to a blessed and prosperous and influential life. And I think for those that aspire to positions of leadership, this Beatitude is very, very important because to really have an influence over others and to help others and to lead others and to, to direct their lives and to minister to them, this quality is a requirement to grow in meekness. So Jesus gives us a promise. Now this promise, this beatitude is rooted in David's Psalm, Psalm 37, verse 11, which David actually wrote as he got older because he talks about the years he had with the Lord. And in Psalm 37, 11, he says, A little while, and the wicked will be no more. And though you look for them, they will not be found, which is a way of saying that evil will not win the day in world history. But, he says, in contrast to the wicked, the meek will inherit the land and enjoy great peace. And this scripture is behind what Jesus is saying. The meek will inherit the earth, the land. Well, what is the land? Well, in Psalm 37, the psalmist David is celebrating the promised land of Israel that God gave them as an inheritance. But Israel is a type of a spiritual land that God has promised for us. It's a, it's a type of a blessed life. We have heaven, that's a, a heavenly land. But it means that when you're in this land, in this world, on this earth, God will bless you and God will prosper you in your life, in your business, in your relationships. Meekness is a pathway to the promise of the land, of a promised land, of a promised life. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19, God says, if you are willing and obedient, you will enjoy the best of the land. And that's what Jesus is saying. If you're meek and humble, if you trust God, if you live in submission to God's will, if you constantly pray, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. And if you're kind and respectful to others, and when you get so mad, you restrain it, repress it, you choose to act gently, Jesus says, meekness is the pathway to great success and blessing in your life. And there's a prophetic element here. They shall inherit the land. That is heaven itself. That's eternal life. Revelation chapter 11, verse 15, the revelator hears this loud praise in heaven, says, now the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdom of our God and of his Christ and he will reign forever and ever. So let's always keep that in mind. God will bless us in this life. We can have an enjoyable life, a full life, a satisfied life, and that's what he promises us. Blessed are the meek, they'll inherit the earth, they'll inherit the blessings of God. But there is a greater day coming. There's a greater land for all of us. There is a city, as Abraham 
dreamed of, whose foundation and builder is God. But the greatest example of meekness is the cross where Jesus fully surrendered himself to the will of God and he gave his life for our salvation. He is the powerful meek who could have called a legion of angels. He told his disciples, that's 72,000 angels to deliver him, but he didn't. Love kept him on the cross. He didn't have to die that day. He could have defended himself before Pilate, but he submitted himself to the will of God for our salvation. Salvation came through the meekness of Jesus. And today, if you've never accepted Christ as your Savior, I pray today that you will open your heart to him, receive him as your Savior. It takes a lot of humility to recognize that we're sinners in need of grace, and that is an open door into the kingdom of God. When you can have enough meekness to say, Lord, I'm a sinner, please forgive me, come into my life. I'd like to lead you in that prayer today that you can become a Christian if that's your need. Pray with me this prayer. Lord Jesus, I do believe in you. You're the son of the living God, the savior of the world. Lord, forgive me of my sins. I'll humble myself, recognizing my need of your saving grace. Lord, today I receive you as my savior. I confess Jesus is Lord. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I want to send you a copy of Fresh Start. It's a book that will help you begin to grow in Christ and understand what it really means to follow Jesus as Lord. You can get it on the Mount Perrin website. If you want a printed copy, we'll be honored to send it to you as our gift to you to help you in your faith as well. Sunday's coming. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody in worship on campus or online. And always invite somebody to share the Sunday experience with us as well. We also have a number of live rebroadcasts of the Sunday morning services that are available. It's a great way to share our ministry with others. I'd like to ask you to prayerfully consider becoming a financial partner with Mount Perrin. No, no matter where you are around the world, you can support the ministry. We help people all over the world. We have 34 missionaries all over the world. We have six community outreaches in Atlanta helping in communities of poverty, not only preach the gospel, but to help them with food and clothing. There's so many ways that you can be a blessing to the ministry as well. So I appreciate you prayerfully considering how you can support the ministry as well. We're praying for you here at Mount Perrin and trust that you'll have an amazing day today. God bless you. Thank you for joining me today as we've shared together the Word of God. Let me ask you to download the Mount Perrin Church app today so that we can stay connected and you can see all the great services and resources available for you and your family. Follow me on social media and also the Mount Perrin Church family. I look forward to seeing you in church to worship on campus and online. God bless you. Have an incredible day.